Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me, my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jay Hugh. Kind of doing something, I think, when we were searching for content back in the height of quarantine, we watched Castlevania. Uh, Netflix has released the final season, so I think Joseph and I watched it. Jay Hugh probably has watched the same amount he watched when we did Castlevania the first time. But we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I've, I've watched very little of it. So I'm going to I'm going to pe- play the role of a point of view character. And maybe when this stuff sounds absolutely ridiculous, I'll ask you what it means. That's probably good be- <laughs> for this show because it's an odd mix of things. But mostly to me, it's almost uh, soap opera and it's overacting and over the top just nature of it sure so it probably deserves someone to to kind of uh clear the path through the nonsense i feel like, I feel like if you haven't listened to our our castlevania episode it was you know a height of quarantine episode uh it is i i would say up to the final season it had one bad season which was the first season and then two delightfully trashy uh but very entertaining seasons uh, yeah, trashy is the right word to describe this. Show. It for sure is. Uh, it's it's based off loosely uh, some of the Castlevania games, but it's mostly kind of about the the of uh, a merry band. I say merry. It's very ironic. A, a very cynical band of adventurers going to kill Dracula and people who are associated with Dracula, but they're fucking boring as hell. Everyone else is more interesting in this show. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, this this is the I, I don't know if I, I I get the impression. Did you get the impression that this wasn't planned to be the final season, Christian? Uh, I mean, I think I do have an opinion on this, but it's more so spoilers because I don't think you know they announced it's the final season, but then they've also announced some other stuff. It's not the end. It's very clearly not the end. I don't think. It does feel kind of rushed, if that's the point you're trying to get to. That is the point I'm trying to get to. I, I will say, uh, you know, if, if this sounds something like you're even remotely interested in, watch it. If you want to be sold more, listen to our, our Castlevania episode from last year. But I assume that pretty much no one who's listening at this point is listening because they love Castlevania. I suspect if anyone's <laughs> making it through this episode, it's just because they want to hang out with us for a few minutes today. <laughs> Let, let me ask you this. I, one of the reasons I, you know, I had a very, very busy and stressful weekend. And, uh, and one of the reasons I just couldn't get much into this is that I couldn't even remember where it ended. Where, where, how did this end before we get into this season? There was a, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm going to take a shot at it. A demon in the basement of an, like an abbey that was trying to open a portal to the infinite corridor to bring Dracula back. Oh, while that's going on, also some lady vampires are going to, are planning to take over the earth. And Alucard has a three way in which he almost gets murdered. He survives lady vampires planning on taking over the world. They stop the demon in the Abbey from bringing Dracula back. Isaac's on a a self-fulfillment journey. Yeah, Isaac is building an army to do not apparently not at all what I thought he was going to do. Does that help hurt? Because I don't think you yeah, watched that far. I, no, I after our last episode, I went back and watched the rest of the show. Oh, but when good, I started good. watching it, I couldn't remember any of it at all. <laughs> I remembered there was blood and there was Dracula and like 
you know, and there was an over-the-top grandioseness, but I couldn't remember how any of it played into a plot. Yeah, yeah, I meant to go back and rewatch it before this, but then I just generally didn't have any interest to do that. I, I right. may at some point go back and watch the second and third seasons uh, just because I enjoyed them, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to say here on out is spoilers because, again, I don't think that uh, we're, we're, we're convincing a lot of people on this episode. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just just in case you're wondering, I don't necessarily think it ends super strong. I wouldn't give the season necessarily better than Transformers. But, you know, it concludes. I think if you've made it this far, you might as well finish it out. I was going to ask about the ending that neither of you seem super happy with. Do you think that ending came about because of Warren Ellis's cancellation, or do you think it came about because of you know Netflix's in general disinterest of anything over the second or third season? Uh, I actually think it's neither of those things because I think we know exactly what it is, which is this show so far has pretty much been Castlevania three or loosely. They're going to continue making Castlevania. They're just going to do a different video game and with a different cast of characters. So they see this as a, the end of this set of characters. So calling it the last season was kind of a misnomer. Yeah. Uh, But we didn't really know that until it came out. However, that news, I think the show debuted on Thursday and that news came out on Friday. So there was basically no time to consume the fourth season without knowing that information. Right. I like the ending. I think I don't think the first half of this season is very strong, but I think the back half, the last four or five episodes, I think is I think it's a fun ending. I think it mirrors the last season of Game of Thrones a lot. Mm. Um, and I bought into this more than I bought into the last season of Game of Thrones. I feel like I had less staked on this, so you know, fair enough. Uh, I will say, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's something that. I think it's been improving over the course of the show. I think they wanted to do a lot of stuff in this season and their budget only allowed them to do so much stuff. I don't know if you noticed this Christian, they had a a mixture of, of, you know, uh, looked like CGI and, you know, uh, traditional animation in here. And, uh, you know, it seems like they were saving a lot of the big animation scenes for the last like two episodes. So like, like you said, kind of the middle episodes, we get a lot of, of like close-ups of CGI faces doing dialogue and some other stuff. Uh, and I don't know if you also noticed, but besides the named uh, cast members, there's literally no one else who speaks in this, in this show. Yeah. 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 The credits are very short. They're so short. I mean, there's, there's really awkward moments where like our named characters are addressing non-named characters and they just like they look and maybe they nod, but it's very clear that that whoever makes Castlevania was not willing to pay the uh, the union minimum amount for uh, just one person to say, "Uh." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to ask you, Joseph, if you thought this is my biggest complaint with this season is we spent a lot of time in season three developing the car. Carmilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is Carmilla storyline, and a lot of these side characters for them to get almost no screen time this season. Yeah, that's that's, to get an unexpected resolution. That's exactly what I think was super rushed because I I think there were so many more interesting ways to go about this story. 
but I think they just realized this isn't the main plot. We don't really have time to resolve it uh, in one season. So pretty much like all the the three other vampress vamp, vamp I don't know how to say that other three lady vampires uh, who aren't Carmilla decide kind of independently that oh you know what Carmilla kind of sucks and then she dies so like yeah. I you know, like fucking great writing there I guess yeah um, we needed to spend a little bit more time developing that I feel like but see this is where I say I think it kind of mirrors Game of Thrones story wise and I think I buy it more because it has less stakes for me. Yeah. This feels very similar to how Game of Thrones handled the White Walker storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that resolution coming in the middle of the season. Uh, it In, in an un- unexpected way. And I, I mean, I kind of bought it more, but I just would have really liked more time to figure out why Isaac has changed his mind. And- yeah, 100%. And that's that's kind of what drove me crazy about this whole thing in general, is like the tone of of the last season and the the, the amount of like happy endings and good, res- not even like good resolutions, but like even the people that go out, which is pretty much just Carmilla, but even, well, no, I guess a couple other, but pretty much anyone who goes out, goes out on their own terms. You know, like, like everyone kind of gets a satisfying conclusion to their bullshit. Uh, which I don't think is is like mirrors the tone of this show at all, which is, uh, I don't know, generally very pessimistic. And like, I don't for for a show that I feel like is constantly aiming for a fourteen year old's idea of edgy, I was really disappointed by like how many risky decisions they decided to make with the characters and the the story arcs. Yeah, I kind of felt specifically that way about how Carmilla dies in the show which is her whole thing is like you know she she feels she lives in a world controlled by men and she wants to prove that she can control it and she can take back what's been taken from her and by having her kill herself though i feel like i guess you're giving her the satisfaction of that ending while also getting rid of the character but to your point about pessimism it feels like no one ever gets what they want in this show and there's a lot of that in this season specifically. And I feel like whether it be Isaac or one of the sisters having been the one killer would have been more true to the themes of the show or what the show has been um, rather than her killing herself. But I don't know it, it, there was just some strange character choices. I mean, and again, Isaac's one St. Germain is another. I wish we had yeah, spent 100%. a hundred yeah, percent. Also again, like the whole the whole crux of his storyline is we're supposed to care about the fact that he loved this woman that again they didn't want to pay somebody to just go uh-huh yeah mm-hmm, yes <laughs> they didn't uh, even want to pay anyone to animate her 100 so like they're supposed to uh, imagine that there's some kind of great relationship between the two of them that merits destroying you know a, a large percentage of existing humanity uh to get back with this lady that's never fucking talked before yeah, uh, yeah. I see. I I actually don't. I don't hate the Carmilla ending as far as like her own character because I feel like to to the flip side of, of your point of of like you know I think she projects like I want to show everyone that I can control it. I think the the flip side uh, of that or, or the kind of the base instinct is like she is desperately afraid to live in a world where she is under a man's control again. 
Um, and so that's like her underlying motivation for how kind of out, I don't know, outrageous she is, but how aggressive she is about, uh, her worldview. And so for her to come in a situation where she knows that she might be again under a man's control that she takes it, that makes sense to me. I just don't think she necessarily earns the right to do that. No, that's exactly what I mean. I get why they made the choice and I can see it. I just don't know that it's earned or in with the correct tone of the show and what i would have preferred to see maybe is one of the sisters be the one to kill her and almost her accepting that death because of the reasons we've talked about i don't know the the, her taking control feels like i I don't know there's no lessons learned there or anything like that like it's just it's just her still winning in a way just not the way she intended like it's still very much i'm in ultimate control of life and death and I don't know, like it, it in, in kind of, I guess the way I interpreted that fight is that everybody won. Like she was in control right. of exactly, her own life yeah. and death. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about everything is, is pretty much everyone who was, a, you know, a substantial character we have developed at this point, like gets their little win at some point before the end. Yeah, I guess my point being, I just wish somebody had lost. 100%. No, I'm. Uh, we're on exactly the same page. <laughs> that drove me fucking crazy. Again, because that's just, always it, how I feel, uh, you know, watching anything. I just want somebody <laughs> to lose. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's, it's fine. They bring in Malcolm McDowell, which is, I, I enjoy Malcolm McDowell's voice. So he's fine. Uh, but, you know, I don't I don't think there's like a subst- anything they introduce in this season of substance that's really worth noting again it is mostly spent the time wrapping up these storylines so everybody gets their little win before the the curtains fall that definitely sounds like they just got to season four and somebody realized oh shit we haven't put malcolm mcdowell in this yeah 100 percent. you know okay so i did want to while we're talking about malcolm mcdowell i i feel like when the big um i, I don't want to spoil it for Jay, if he doesn't end up watching, no, 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 dude, dude, go ahead because you know I watched those other two seasons that I hadn't watched in the last one way later, and I definitely did not remember one fucking thing you guys had said. Okay, well, I feel like this is a big thing, but when Malcolm McDowell as as Varney, fucking great, but <laughs> when he becomes the Grim Reaper, I feel like we should got a new voice. Okay, I, I can't buy that guy's voice coming out of a. Hundred foot tall skeleton man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, actually. I hadn't. It hadn't really bothered me because I mean, honestly, the whole death thing was was super gaudy and ridiculous in itself. Uh, I think that is straight from the game. Yeah. Well, I, I wondered about that. There were a lot of things about this. Like, is this from the game? Like, there's a bunch of monsters that, like, so far they've done a, a good job of having like all these interesting, weird little monsters. And there were a lot of like repeat monsters in this. And I was like, are these monsters from the game that people know, or is this because they didn't have time to make more monster designs? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, to that point, I also wondered the same thing about some of the new ones, like. All of a sudden, we have ones that can shoot like fireballs, like giant fucking things that shoot fireballs, which I feel like would just wreck yeah, house. I, I will say to that, I, I think that one actually is in the game. the 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 idea of like this weird farmers being un- able to be born. uncircumcised dragon was fucking unsettling. The the, the yeah. whole design <laughs> of that thing was very unpleasant for me. Yeah, it was uncomfortable to watch, and I I I I, I there was a lot of you know farmers with pitchforks winning fights they should not be winning yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) anyway i don't think this is a good season of this show i'm not sure that any season's like 
quote unquote good, but I think two and three are, are pretty good time to, to roll through this one. Uh, it felt like fan service for fans of not this show. Yeah. I mean, I would say a couple of good things about it. I, I, I really appreciated that this show almost has two entire episodes without dialogue in it. It has two episodes that are just straight masked murder um, that I thought was fun to watch. I had a good time watching them. Um, the other thing was I, I did. I liked what happened with Hector. I just wish we had gotten more time to develop it. I thought, I thought they made interesting choices with those characters. Um, I just wish we had, we had, we had earned it a bit more. And kind of to your point, originally the side characters are more interesting. Like no, hundred Hec- percent. That's, that's the thing. Like uh, to me, the, the, I mean, Hector and Isaac, I think are the most interesting and to watch them develop independently and then re, re you know, yeah. theoretically reconflict would have been interesting, but that's not really what happened. But even the, the vampire like quartet thing, the, the oligarchy thing that they have is really interesting. Cause like even watching it, even, even the early part of the season, I, I felt like, there was stuff to be mined there where, you know, as Carmilla's ambitions continue to grow that, you know, instead of everybody being like, Oh, you know, maybe that's too far. It would be more interesting if some of them were on board with it and some of them weren't. And then they start like, you know, especially within the the couple one where one's, you know, the, the uh, you know, essentially Yasha from critical role uh, and and the other ones, like, you know, the brains of the outfit, the, I could totally see that being an interesting dynamic where they are are conflicted about how the direction that that Carmilla is taking them in, and that causing you know internal conflict, which is interesting. But that's not what they did. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm sure you said it when we did this last time. But the, anytime that chick's on screen, I'm like, that's Yasha. That's 100 percent what it is. Um, and I, you know, I I did enjoy the ending. I I wish again spoilers. I wish Trevor had died. That would have probably made me a whole lot more on board with everything like i i just wish somebody had lost um or that winning would have come with a sacrifice yeah but it didn't unless you count saint germain which bill nighy is a treasure so maybe it is a loss <laughs> that's true maybe he can what did show you th- back up who knows what did you think of the um uh, you know they say it's after credits but it's fucking not uh the dracula bit did you see that coming uh i mean i don't know if i saw it coming but again it just felt like uh, to me in this in the context of this show i don't know anything about how the games are it felt weird that people kept trying to bring dracula back because by the time dracula got killed he was like ready to fucking go uh so to think that he'd come back and like wreak havoc on the world again just doesn't like doesn't track for me but you know to bring him back is just like okay we already kind of liked this character and he already kind of had a happy ending by finding his wife in hell. They're still in hell, but at least they have each other, I guess. Uh, so they brought him back for, I guess, a second happy ending that we didn't really need. I don't know. It's fine. It's you're like you said. It's it's a it, you know we're setting up for the next one, I guess. Yeah, that's all that was. I mean, is he going to be pissed off again? Like you know, that's that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to about. It. Unless Dracula ends up being the hero of the next season yeah. of this show. I don't know that I'm really interested in seeing him being the bad guy because again, that second season is fucking great. Yeah. He's so good. Graham McTavish kills the shit out of Dracula. Yeah. As as that part. I'm happy he's back because of, you know, I like that guy in that role and I like what they've done with that role, but I, I don't see the plot with him that makes it interesting, but yeah, 
Anyway, if we keep talking about it, it just makes me more mad about the last season. So I'm, I'm, yeah, all I was <laughs> gonna say was your little bit about uh, you know, him finding her in hell and having a happy ending and then somehow bringing it back. That would be a great time for the point of view guy to be like, this show sounds like nonsense. It would be correct. <laughs> well, you guys were on a roll, but it's, so I didn't really want to interrupt. But I mean, the I, actually, I think point of view guys should have probably showed up for uncircumcised dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. I, well, see, now I feel like you have to at least watch that far to see exactly what I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I both think I should and also am not looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's Castlevania season four. The whole thing, I would say as a whole, I would still give it better than Transformers. But you know, it it is frustrating when the good bits in the middle. I feel like yeah. I feel like you should start and end strong. You know, I'm gonna go better than Transformers, and it would have been much better with an extra three episodes yeah. or a season before this. Yep. Where, where I, Trevor and Sypha and Alucard had not been in it at all. <laughs> I, in, the, uh, in the whole series or just the season? No, no, that one season. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would be okay if they're not in the whole series, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to go with listening to you guys talk about it was better than Transformers. Oh, thanks, that's, buddy. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> no problem. All right. Well, that's it for Castlevania. What have we been watching this past week, guys? I was really struggling to remember what I had watched. And then I remembered that I fucking watched Picard and it made me so mad. <laughs> yes. you, 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 when you texted me about this, it was after my bedtime, which is why I responded at four in the morning. But I, boy, am I ready to talk about this? You know, it has a lot of the same problems Discovery has. Okay, I, I, I didn't say this on Discovery, and I need to say it now, and it, it's also retro, retroactive to my complaints with Discovery. There are two ways to make TV, and it used to be you did serialized television where you had one bit, and you just did that bit over and over and over again. Star Trek is born out of serialized TV. And then somewhere in the early 2000s, we had TV like The Sopranos and Lost, which came out with episodic which is you had big chapters that you would tell over several episodes of TV, which is what CBS has decided Star Trek should be. And it should fucking not. It's terrible. It is an awful fucking decision. It is not how Star Trek is supposed to work. Man, ahead, and, you know, and here's the thing also, that's a particularly weird decision from CBS, which more than anyone is hanging on to like procedural one and done episodes of, of, of television. Like nobody else is really doing that except for T CBS. And for some reason they were like, Oh, for, but for this, we should try to do these big arcs that were terrible at. Yes. Agreed. It doesn't make any sense. I not to just, maybe I'm just a fucking sucker, but supposedly the, Pike show is going back to serialized format. It's just going to be individual, you know, stories with the enterprise. Great. I'm excited to see that because this doesn't work. Right. Um, and it's, it, it's kind of, we've kind of always known it doesn't work because I've watched every star Trek movie 20 plus times, even the fucking bad ones. And it doesn't work when the story is more than two hours. Like when, we none of them are great. 
Some of them I enjoy watching, but I admit they're not good. Wrath of Khan, fucking great. That's the only one. Like Star Trek, it, those stories need to be about 45 minutes. Star <laughs> Trek, the motion picture is two hours and there's 15 fucking minutes of them flying around the Enterprise because they didn't know what to do to fill up time. Right. This show does not work. And by this show, I mean, Star Trek does not work when your story is longer than that. It doesn't. And so the fact that you're giving it to me in 10 hours is bad. It's is bad. Um, again, I said, I don't like, I, I have no problem cussing. Obviously I've cussed a lot in this rant, but if you, if, if someone ever said fuck to Jean-Luc Picard, he's bitch slapping that person. And it <laughs> right. happens multiple times in this show. And I don't get why that's a justified reaction. Like I, I don't know. Like it makes weird choices. This uh, Romulans have been a big part in what CBS has decided to do. And I, I don't really understand why I have no problem against the Romulans, but they've been fucking central. I don't care. It's just whatever again is next generation era. So you feel like you have to include the Borg. and someone thought, Hey, the Borg are like robots and data is like a robot. Let's make a show about that. And that's not enough connective tissue to justify bringing back the single best character in Star Trek and Jean-Luc Picard. It's just, it's just not. And it's, right. it's really disappointing how bad it is. I, uh, we're, we're just going to go ahead and call me and you one thing. Cause I'm going to talk a bit about this too. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, when they were deciding that, Hey, we should, instead of doing like these, single sci-fi stories like that is star trek where you say something about the human condition or you know maybe even politics or society or race through these analogies in science fiction instead deciding hey we're just going to do these this big overarching chapter i think they decided that because of things that the next generation did well because the next generation did have arcs you know the Borg and Data, you know, uh, Data's ongoing, you know, uh, interactions with various versions of himself and his creator and stuff. And then they decided, well, hey, let's that's what works. Let's just do that. But they didn't have anything cool to say about either of them. I personally, the first maybe two episodes of this, I was on board. I was psyched. I really liked the way it sort of springboarded off of uh, Star Trek Nemesis. It was like, okay. You know, we're going to do this thing that a lot of people didn't like, and we're going to make that our premise. And I thought that was cool, and I thought that was daring. And the second they get on that ship with that goddamn Josh Whedon-style Scooby gang, that this show is fucking over. Like, it is just, you know, and I, I, I shit on that idea a lot here, so I want to be clear. I love that Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Angel. That shit is played out. It's 2021. Let's do something else. Yeah, there's a line in this show when he has like the Romulan caregivers. And you bring up a good point, Jehu. Both with your arcs and with Nemesis being a launching point for this show. So I, I will retract part of my statement. I, the arcs thing... There, I think there's still like it's just like little tidbits spread out through right. the entire show. Like what fucking the, the joke at Encounter at Farpoint, and then coming back to that at the end of the show. That is that is simply reward for watching. I mean, <laughs> it, it 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 builds up for sure 
across the entirety of next generation but it's not like it's been a constant thing coming up the entire time it's just little bits thrown in there except for maybe the lacuta stuff i guess that's that is a legitimate arc that's like five episodes um i should say it probably sounded like i was disagreeing you with you about the arc that i didn't i I guess i didn't fully say my thought i think the arcs work in the next generation specifically because they're not the norm so when something happened over two episodes or or was revisited since that had never been in Star Trek before, it made it feel, oh, well, this is an important thing. Just like also, you know, the Wharf Klingon stuff that came yeah. back. This felt important. When you do it over a whole show, it doesn't feel as important. It just feels like you're watching a really long, boring episode. Yeah, well, the point I was, the point I was going to retract is I, it does make a, a good justification why why the Romulans are such a heavy part in this show. I had just watched discovery season three where they're also a big part. And that was what was in my brain. But you're right. I think it's because of how nemesis ends. That is why that's such a big part. But uh, let me ask a question. Why the, why the fuck did they, why is seven of nine in this show? Just because she's former Borg, but it is bad. Yeah, totally. It 100%. It seems like it was maybe a backdoor pilot, but also I think it was more just, it was more just like, oh, well, people like seven of nine and she's bored. So we can have an excuse to have her in here because yeah, it, it doesn't further the story in any way. It's just its own little separate side story. It's some Cara Dune bullshit is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, yeah, it's really disappointing. It's really, if it's supposed to make me feel like next generation again, it does the exact opposite job. Um, right. And you know what? They, they fucking sold me. This is what's, this is what pisses me off about this fucking network. And these shows is they showed a trailer of Picard season two. All it is, is a chess set with fucking Q talking. Of course, I'm going to watch that shit. <laughs> There's no of way course to not I'm. watch that. Yes. <laughs> John Delancey's coming back. Uh, uh, sign me up. I'm fucking there. No, but totally. It, it, yeah, it, it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. Worse well, than Transform. Have you guys noticed that over time, uh, the, all the things that I feel like are geared toward nerd culture also seem very much to hate nerd culture? Like, <laughs> no, they, hate totally. you, they hate you for enjoying this and, and they know you're going like, to do it anyway. totally 100 that is absolutely true that is that is like okay we know these assholes will be here anyway so we'll actually put our effort towards selling it to someone else yeah um uh, the biggest insult i have to say about this show is this i uh christian in text i told you i didn't even finish it but i didn't really lay that down clearly by not finishing it. I mean, I didn't watch like four or five episodes and say, I'm done with this. I watched all but the last episode and decided there's no fucking way that this (laughs) ending is going to do anything, but piss me off more. So I'm just not going to watch it. Wow. That's hard to do, man. I just watched (laughs) one 45 minute episode. Yeah. I, I literally like, like, like any ending I'm going to come up with in my head, is probably going to be better than their ending. But you know what? I didn't even care enough to de- devise my own ending. Oh, the only other thing I want to bring up is, okay, Bruce Maddox is in a fairly interesting episode of Next Generation. He's a very central part of this show. I think a completely ass-backwards version from the guy we saw in The Next Generation, personally. Right. 
why the wor- in the world is he making out with a girl who definitely was born after that episode came out? <laughs> right, right, totally. 100%. It is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But 100%. The, I don't even have anything to add to that except for it was awkward and weird. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. Star Trek? Is that Picard? That, that's Picard. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna round out the triumvirate of content that we've we've uh, brought to the table today that no one else is going to consume. Uh, but I'm gonna try real hard on it, which is uh, I watched a, an anime movie on HBO Max because we love HBO Max. Uh, please pay us money. Called uh, the Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Uh, it is it's it's it, I mean it's technically an anime, I guess. Uh, the animation is more reminiscent, and I don't know how else to say that. Uh, closer to like Looney Tunes, like it's a really expressive animation. Like there's people in it, but they're very like loose forms of people. Uh, but the basic premise of of the uh, the movie is it's a college age guy and girl who uh, get invited to the same wedding, and after the wedding, uh, decided to hit the town and you know uh, explore, have a good time, kind of thing. And it, it's literally like this whole. Uh, you know, vibrant underground like nightlife story is really what it's about. The closest thing that this is a really obscure reference that maybe, maybe Christian will get. Uh, it reminded me of a very specific episode of Fairly Odd Parents where uh, Timmy wishes to like stay up all night because he thinks he's missing out on whatever the adults do after they go to bed. And like when he stays up, he finds out that there's like adults have the secret dance party after all the kids go to bed. And there's like elves that show up before morning and paint the the grass with dew uh, before you wake up and like shit like that. And that's kind of how this movie feels. It's all about like this kind of secret semi-fantastical-ish world that, you know, only happens after dark, only happens after a few drinks, uh, you know, in, in these closed doors and stuff. It's really, really good. I don't feel like I'm I'm doing it justice. Uh, the the main gist of the story is the girl is just kind of like embracing the moment and being wherever she's at. The guy is constantly trying to uh, force his way in to profess his his love to the girl, but is going against the fate of the evening and is constantly being thwarted by all the other weird shit that's happening around him. Uh, and I do feel like that's something I'm underselling. It is a weird, 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 weird movie. Uh, I watched it with the wife and she did not like it because it was too weird. Uh, but I really was smitten with it. I thought it was really, really original and it really stuck with me. And it, it's just a beautiful looking and entertaining movie. So the night is short walk on girl on HBO max. I highly recommend it. Interesting. Yep. Check it out. Watch the trailer. Maybe, <laughs> you know, anime trailers are always terrible. Don't watch the trailer. Just watch the movie. It's an hour and a half. I, I was just going to say that I, I, I already stuck this tag on the band Dream Theater at one point, but I think you should just name this episode No Girls Allowed. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, that's definitely what it feels like. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah, it was, this, one, this, one was, this one was pretty geeky even for us. 100%. But it's over now. So this is yeah. the end. Uh, mercifully for uh, some of you, I'm sure, out there. Uh, next week, that said, I, man, we just said No Girls Allowed, and I think we're going to do Zack Snyder next week. Uh, because Army of the Are Dead we comes do out. Army of the Dead? Yeah, well, we can do, do something it. else, but it, it does seem topical. I mean, it is free. Yeah, so we're probably going to do Army of the Dead next week, so join us for that. It's probably not going to be good, but it might be better than Transformers. I don't know. 
so thank you guys for listening uh please rate subscribe tell your friends about the podcast if there's anything else you'd like to talk about uh you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at real phonies and on instagram at real underscore phonies thanks to zach evans for our and brian velasquez for our theme we'll see you guys later later <laughs>